And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Yeah, that's right. We are back. The Weighing In Podcast is here to talk about the latest UFC fight night from Austin, Texas, where Joe Rogan sat in the stands. I love that. I thought that was great. I thought it was fantastic. There's also the PFL we need to talk about and some upcoming fights that are going to be hopefully fantastic. My man, the guy with all the knowledge, Josh Thompson. Look at that. Look at what I just said about you. All the knowledge. Just start spewing it out, baby comes out of my ears man i got so much knowledge it just starts flowing out uh, flowing out. i know it's flowing out I, of your ears <laughs> you know it's funny that you brought up the rogan situation where he was sitting in the stands i thought it was kind of weird but then i thought it was kind of cool I loved it. i'm like you're yeah i thought it was like i looked i'm like shouldn't you be calling the fights you're in austin but i'm like you know what it's no. probably nice that he got to invite some friends sit back and watch the fights you know and maybe enjoy. Why. like he said he he hasn't yet. Yeah, maybe his wife. Uh, he hasn't been to the fights like as a spectator. He said like in twenty years. Yeah, twenty years. Well, that's nuts. not not the UFC. He's been to fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, he was saying I haven't been to a UFC event. You yeah. know, as a spectator, and I think twenty years is what he posted. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I thought it was pretty. He's looking swole. He's looking jacked right now. By the way, I saw some <laughs> pictures. Like holy shit, looking jacked. So yeah, all co- all I mean, comes uh, from the cold plunge. All comes from the cold yeah. Plunge. I I just bought one. I just bought one. <laughs> Oh. Yep, I'm gonna start doing those morning cold plunges. You, so you bought a it's, giant it's, bucket. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> I had a I had a horse trough, but it was just too much of a pain in the ass to fill every morning. The one that I got stays uh stays filled with water, and then it circulates ice cold water through it with a filter, so you never have to drain the water. You drain it like say every month or something. Once a month, you drain it, and then you fill it back up, and it's attached to a hose. Oh, that's pretty. So good. you just put you know fill in the water, yeah, and then it filters the water, so you never have to worry about it. And it has a cover. So it keeps it cold the whole time. Yeah, that ain't so that's cool versus I yeah the horse trough. That. Every time you got to dump it, turn the water, fill it up. It's a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah, ain't this one it. here has a filter. If there if yeah, there is it. one phobia I have, it is cold yeah. water. I hate cold. Which is so weird because you're always hot. I, look, I'm, you're always hot you know, with all that it, extra mass you carry. It came you're from hot. college. It came from I, I played oh. water polo, and they used to yes. make us swim what was called Belmont Channel. There's a, a loop, and that was ocean water, and it was, you know, California, it's 55 freaking degrees, 50 degrees at times, and you're doing it with tennis shoes on because it's like an anchor on your ass, and I just got to the point, I fucking hate cold water, and so, yeah. I mean, I'll go in it, I'll do it, but the thought of, oh, every day I'm going to just get in cold water, ain't happening, nope, not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you you would have got me to swim in that ocean water, I've been like, screw you, there's sharks in there, I ain't getting in that damn water, <laughs> fuck you. All my buddies, right, they've all tried to convince me to go surfing, they're like, yeah, we, there's a spot in Santa Cruz, I'm like, I am not getting in that water in Santa Cruz, it's murky, it's disgusting, I know there's fucking sharks in there, I know there's gray whites in there, I know yeah, there, there is. is, but they're I not going to touch you. The t- bullshit, they're not. <laughs> Even if they just bump me, I'm good. I'm not, that's fuck that. There's there was um oh was it two years ago? I think it was like two years ago. It was right when COVID hit. Uh, some buddies went out surfing, and when they were when when the tide went out, a shark got stuck on one of the on one of the reefs on the rocks there, and they had to actually try to pull it back in. But it was it was probably like a six foot great white just yeah, baby. there. He got stuck. Baby. Yeah, it was a baby, but still, that's that's big enough to eat my leg. Oh, it wouldn't even touch yeah. it. Look, no, I'm, I'm telling you, no. here, go, going back to the cold water, 
I, you know, I've gone diving with great white sharks. I'm down in Australia and the water is 48 degrees and I'm the only stupid son of a bitch with a wetsuit on. Everyone else has got dry suits, right? Because I'm borrowing shit. I didn't bring my own no. stuff. And man, I tell you, it finally got to the end. You go, hey, one last one. And I, I just looked at the water. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's too cold. Yeah. It's just I was wind, dying. Man. Like, I'm not getting in there. I'll get in the water when it's cold. That doesn't bother me. Okay. Oh, but it's no, I, when I when I look, when I can't see underwater, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, there's that video. There's that video that went viral of the guy. Oh, the shark buddies doing a video the back and the, of the shark head. hits him in the back of the head with his mouth. He taps him on the back of the head and let him yeah. know I could have taken your life right there, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no thanks, man. No thanks. Could have had your uh -uh. head, dude. And I, my buddies, my buddies that surf all the time, like Rich Chow and some of my other buddies here, they're always sending me um videos of like guys surfing and the sharks like right behind them, just following them and they don't realize it. Oh, and yeah. then the shark just veers away, yeah. like doesn't do anything obviously. Like it's but, there. If yeah. you think it's not there, you're a fool. It's like it's there. And that's my but I know, but that's my point. But it's not gonna do it. It only takes one brave it only takes one of those brave motherfucking sharks to take my foot. That's, that's not it. the brass not the brave is... shark. That's 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 the the shark that's got mental issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have foot issues though. That's the problem. So I'm not trying to do We would that. call it we would I call you Limpy. Yeah. Limpy call me Eileen, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> so, so someone goes, someone goes, you know what the chances are? The chances of you getting attacked by a shark are like more, the chance would be more of like if you dying in a plane crash. So you know what the chances are if I stay on land? Zero. That's what the chances <laughs> are of me getting attacked by a shark if I stay on land. Zero. Uh. So no. Oh man, we have some good times. And um, look, yeah, it was great. It was great seeing uh, Rogan in the stands, getting to watch the fights. It was also great. Just the fights were good, man. There was... Look, there were some good knockouts. There was there, there were some, some very good there performances. There were some mismatches. There were some great performances. Yeah, there were some mismatches. Yeah, there were some. There were some people that shouldn't be. That some people that shouldn't have been matched up with some others. But it was it was a good fight. It was good good nights of fight. But there to were watch there, exciting. There, yeah, there were fights out there that you know I thought were going to actually be fairly competitive, but yep. became mismatched. They weren't. Just yeah, it worked. Yeah, it's, yeah. But I look at it like listen. Show, show that they're better. Yeah. Do you want to look? Do you want to work from the bottom up, or do you want to work from the head main yeah, event? Whatever you want. You you tell me. Let's go let's, bottom let's, up. Let's let's go main event. Let's go. Oh, okay. You got let's, you let's go bottom up. Bottom. Said, let's go main event. I don't. Let's care. go top to the bottom. Let's go top to the bottom. Um, Josh Emmett versus Calvin Cater. One of the most important things that you can have is your health. And if you're a smoker, you're a vapor. That is a bad thing for your body. It is a bad thing for you to be able to be there for your family. Fume is the answer for you. If you have a smoking or vaping habit, part of it is that hand-to-mouth back and forth that you just become used to. Fume will take the place of that. Fume is nothing more than a beautifully orchestrated wood prominent that you take essential oil cores put into, and you can take those essential oil cores, hand-to-mouth, breathe it in, you get that really nice essential oil feel, either peppermint, eggnog, bubbly lime, conquer, invigorate, all these different fantastic flavors that you will be able to replace that smoking or vaping with. Fume is an outstanding product for anybody that is thinking about possibly quitting the horrible, horrible, horrible thing of smoking or vaping. You can do this on a plane. You can do it in the car with your kids. There is nothing that comes out of it that is anything that can harm anyone. I need you to go to Breathe Fume, and that is F-U-M. Get rid of the E. Breathe Fume slash weighing in.com. 
Go to Breathe Fume, use the weighing in promo code, and you will get 10% off on your purchase. This is your start to becoming a more healthy person. Go to Breathe Fume, get healthy. We hope you enjoy it. I thought it was a good fight in terms of they both had their game plans. They both came out and tried to execute. Um, I, I thought, obviously, I thought uh, Josh Emmett landed the harder, cleaner shots. No doubt. Uh, he possess, he possesses more power, and it was very evident right off the bat when he had caught him a couple first times in that first round. You could see that Cater was like, oh, shit, this guy hits hard. And so there was a little bit of reluctancy to actually step in on on, on clean combinations by Cater. Uh, but he he ended up coming back. I had it 1-1. I had it 1-1 after the, after the first two. Yeah. And then uh, I think by the time we got to the fifth, I think you and I were talking about this. I think I had it 2-2 going into the fifth. It was a close fight. I thought Josh Emmett had a good fifth round, and I think that's how the fight went down. I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more output, but look, when guys, when both guys are real good on the feet and they both know they can turn each other's lights out real quick, and Emmett being 37 years old, he understands there's he's not getting another chance at a title run. No. This is it. You know, especially at, at the lightweights, at the lighter weights like this at the featherweight division, he's not getting a chance uh, because there's so many other people that are right in that mix. And so that being said, I think he fought a cautious fight. He knew he was leading in some points. And he, I think in the fifth round, I thought his corner, like you, you and I were talking about, his corner did him an injustice by saying he was up 3-1. Yeah. You got to be cautious about those type of things. And we continue, we've said this for the and longest time. You, you, you look, do you that. go, that's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> Many times you're thinking that they're winning because you, you, everything they do, you look at just as, it's a little bit better than what the judge is looking at. Everything that their opponent is doing you're looking and going oh that's nothing but the the judge isn't saying that you can't sit there in a close fight and say oh you're up 3-1 say hey you need this last round it's just the yeah. way it is you know i think yeah. i'll give it to emmett emmett went out there and he just you know he didn't he didn't change anything he didn't do anything different he was going after cater as much as he could and that's why he ends up winning the fight. But it was it was close. It was razor close. And it's all a matter of the power of Emmett, I think, had a lot of effect on Cater at times when when he would, you know, come in with some of those rushes and he would always be putting Cater in a position he was off balance. That caused him problems at times. But when Cater was able to control that motion, especially coming forward, you know, he was he was putting that jab. Josh Emmett had a jab sandwich from Calvin Cater throughout that fight. Mm -hmm. And uh, the big difference, I think, in the judges' minds, I think they went with the power of Emmett that it, it affected yeah. Cater, it seemed, a little bit more. But it was, if it had gone to Cater, I have no problem with it. It going to Emmett, yep. I have no problem with it. I just, I'm being honest when I look and I said, man, you know, he's calling for that championship fight. They, you know, they may give it to him. How do you think he would do against, Volkanovski or Holloway, since those would be the two guys. I, I honestly think he needs to get past Max before he fights for the title. But oh, you I do. Would, look, I'm not against. I'm not against him jumping well, Max. He might I, not have to get past. But I mean, Max that. and yeah, Max and Volk are going to fight next, and he probably is going to sit and wait. But the problem is he hasn't been very active, you know, because no. he was dealing with his knee issue. So I think he needs to get another fight somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It doesn't matter who he fights. I just think one more fight to get him ready for that title. That title shot. As Max and Volk fight next, who's in that mix there? Can you blow that up a little bit more? Because my eyesight is really bad. Volkanovski. You, know, you, you got Brian Ortega. Yeah, Brian Ortega, who's fighting Yair Rodriguez coming up. 
You got Arnold Allen. That's a tough one. Giga Chikadze. Bryce yeah, but Mitchell. he just beat Calvin Cater. He does not going to want to go backwards to Arnold Allen. You know? No. But he but he was sitting uh, behind Arnold Allen just as of yesterday. Yeah. So. Yep. It's, yeah, I get it. But, I mean, like I said, at 37, do you really want to take that chance with no, somebody who's young I don't and up and coming? So, if you have, if you have Yarier and, and Brian and you got Max and then just kind of, I, you know what I would do? I'd probably wait for the dust to settle. You know, those guys, when are they fighting here in July and August? Yeah. They're one month away. Yeah, something like that. So when that happens, I think I would probably wait for the dust to settle and say, okay, whoever comes out on top, let me get that fight. You know, because Brian's not getting another title shot right off the bat. No. You know, so if he beats Yair, if Yair wins, he may get one over Josh. If Yair looks good against Brian, he could could get that shot. Yeah. Because he had a good fight against Max. Yeah, he did. It was very competitive. Yep. Yep. How you would man, do there's just no Volkanovsky. easy fights for Brian Ortega, man. There's no easy fights for Brian. Brian's a stud too. He just yeah. he's just coming up short on 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 those title shots. It's like, damn, he's so good too. He's so good. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Overall, though, I mean, where does Calvin Cater go from here, though, John? That's the real issue when you take a look at it. He's right at that top, and if you take a look at all the people in that division, he can beat most of them. It's just that he's got those top guys. Holloway's tr- going to be a problem for him. I think Volkanovski would be a problem for him. And then now, you know, Josh Emmett just beat him. I honestly, you know, he had the Giga Chikadze fight. And he looked fantastic mm-hmm. in it. You know, yeah. so <clears throat> I think if you're going to, you know, look towards, you know, you're almost looking towards saying, okay, are we? Are you going to be that guy that stays in the top here? Or are we going to start to have to, you know, start to, move you down a little bit i think you know right now that arnold allen fight that would be a good fight for him that would be a fight that yeah. he's getting if he got the win it would be against someone that's got a very long win streak it's done very well in the ufc has been a problem for people but if if you're calvin cater you're proving hey i'm still better than all these guys so yeah <clears throat> yeah i think um I mean, I wouldn't mind watching him fight Korean Zombie because you know Korean Zombie's going to stand with him. They can get into some exchanges. Zombie's got some power. You're, yeah, you're not you're not into it because what Zombie hasn't looked great lately, yeah. or what? I, I, I I'm being He's honest. Coming off that loss to Volk, Calvin Cater's style, in my opinion, is going to give Zombie problems. But the two of them together are coming off losses. That's true. So give and get. Remember Very, the UFC's and, pattern, and, is and that is a UFC a pattern for we got two guys coming off of losses. Let's get one to win. And yep. so it is definitely part of what they do. And and look at the loss that, you know, Cater had. It could have been a win. It could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, he what got. I... Go ahead. You know what I don't understand, John, is that why is he not kicking more? I would, that was, he didn't kick at all. And it, so it obviously yeah. was part of the game plan. I would have to talk to Tyson and uh, find out, you know, Tyson Chartier is his coach and stuff and find out, you know, did you guys, you know, purposely just say no because of the wrestling of Emmett? Because I looked at, I look at it this way. Emmett is a good wrestler, but Cater's not a bad defensive wrestler and he's not a bad yeah. offensive wrestler. He's, he's good. And it's a matter of you're taking away a tool that he's really good with. And you're just going to throw that to the side and say, okay, I'm going to box this guy. Okay, I, I understand why you're looking at it to say, 
hey, we, we don't want to uh, have it to where Emmett gets an easy takedown because then we got to get up off of the bottom. That's going to be tough. But I will tell you, man, so, you know, bringing that, the kicks, even if you're not going to do, I, I would say stay away from the mid-level stuff. But if you want to hit that calf down low, if you want to come up towards the head at times when that opening is there and you've got him moving back or something like that, do it. I find that one of the best kicks to throw, and I think as we talk, get down to this card, is it what Phil Hawes is doing to Duran, is that push kick up the middle. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that push kick up to the gut, right up the middle, it's a quick little snap kick. It keeps you guessing, and it's hard for them to catch. Because if they catch it, right, you throw the right hand or the straight jab right after you throw it. So if you feint it and then throw the jab in the combinations, if they drop their hands, you can catch them there. If you throw it for real and they bring their hands down to catch it, you can still throw the combination. So at least touch them to let, to, for them to let go of the foot. And it's not easy just to hold the me, foot. No, it's not. No. And it, my, that push kick for me was money throughout my career. I loved it. I used it. If you guys go back and watch my first fight with Gilbert, that was like the whole the whole fight was that. It was up the middle and the body kicks. Because uh, I was worried he was going to be trying to take me down the whole time because I had trained with him from before. Using those push kicks, using the long jabs, um, <clears throat> they make a big difference. And the, I like the low-level calf kick as well because it's quick and it's hard for them to reach down and grab. Yep. It's so fast. Just snap. And Cater's got good kicks. I like if you were to try to hide it, your kicks behind your combinations. You know, So you throw the hands a little bit and then you throw the kick. Or you throw the kick to the head and come back with some combinations with the hands. But... Um, I, I would have to agree with you. Probably it was because of some of the wrestling, but you can't let that distract you from what the goal is. The goal is to keep them guessing. If you know that they're not worried about you taking them down because you're not going to wrestle, then you're only going to box. You're really not using any of your weapons. So you got, you got to try to mix them in at some point, somehow. I thought Phil Hawes did a good job. And then a cater could have used something like that, a page out of that book. Yeah. So, um, but it, overall, but though, very... I thought it, it could, it was a, it was good, a good fight, fight but it, competitive. Yeah, it's tough when you have all those knockouts and everything. Everyone's expecting that fight to be the fireworks. This is the one; these guys were the close, closest match. Yeah, you know, and so yeah. to to get a big win against a, a really good guy that is not an easy thing to do. I thought they both fought their asses off and both performed well. Yeah. That you, you can't compare you can't compare the main event fighters and the co-main event fighters to the ones that are on the bottom of the card, yeah. you know, or the ones that are mismatched. So I mean, that's what we saw was fights that we thought maybe were going to be kind of close, they ended up being considered mismatches. Yeah. So, um, but then the main event, the main event was the main event was very obviously very evenly matched. You know, they both of them have a lot of respect for each other in terms of power as well as just their abilities, and both yeah. of them fought a good fight, smart fight. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what do you got next? Oh, we had Kevin Holland coming in for his second 170-pound fight against Tim Means. I love Tim Means, but Tim's getting a little bit older, a little bit slower, the, and it was. It was the speed that you could really take a look at. This show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Yep, you heard me. MyBookie.ag is one of the best gambling sites that John and I like to use because we give out such great advice on fights, and I like to give out advice on other sports, even though I don't really play those other sports. But I still like to give my two cents on the betting for football, baseball, basketball, whatever it is I had coming. If you guys want to listen to me early in the season, I picked the Warriors to win it all. Of course, I was right. So if you'd have put that bet down, you would have won a lot of money. And guess what? I'm picking them again next year. 
to win it all again because those other teams will not get it together. But you can't win anything if you don't go to mybookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne and use that little QR code right there that Podcast Dave's going to put up for you. That'll take you to our page there. Type in that Wayne in and go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in and they'll give you a little extra spending cash with your first initial deposit. And that hopefully you guys can win some money, pay that mortgage, pay that rent, take your girl out, enjoy and happy Father's Day. Tim's got a very high fight IQ. He understands how to get inside. He understands how to fight in a phone booth against a guy who's got length and uh, speed and stuff. He just wasn't able to get that done well against Kevin. And, and it, yeah. it goes to show that, look, Kevin Holland, is he's a tough dude, man, and he's hes a good fighter. You know, he he does have the reputation of being the mouthy guy, and, and, and at times I thought he got caught up in that whole thing of talking and, you know, he was talking to Khabib outside the cage. He talks to his opponents inside the cage and he got into, I need to do that to be, that's kind of like my trademark and I'm going to continue to do it. He's kind of gotten away from it. It's a good thing. You can see he still talks and that's okay. Guys talk all the time in the cage when they're fighting, but he's not making it to where it's, it's actually taking away from his fighting style. It's taking away from what he's doing offensively towards his opponent. I thought he had a very nice performance against a tough dude in Tim Means. It's just that at this point, Kevin, I think just overall speed, youth, being as long as he is, even though Tim's long, he just he was able to you know use those tools and put it all together and, and put on a great performance because he was lighting Tim up with some of those shots. Yeah, I think um, I think I think he's extremely talented. He I is. think I've I've fought guys that have talked to me and it's the most frustrating thing when you're talking to me and I'm trying to <laughs> knock your head off. I want to just and, and you end up using more energy <clears throat> and exerting yourself more and it drives me nuts, man. I, I had a hard time with KJ Noons. I got exhausted because he kept talking to me and he wasn't even like talking to me as much as he was talking about what I was doing to him. Oh, you almost got me there. Oh, that was good. Nice, nice combination. And I was just like. Shut up, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to knock your block Shut off. Shut up. And I like KJ. That was the other thing though, too. Like we were friends, you know, friends outside the cage. And yeah. And um we'd hung out quite a bit and stuff. So the fact that we were fighting, I was like, man, I'm not trying to have this conversation with you right now. <laughs> I will but, not uh, have this conversation. Yeah, so when when Holland does it, I can see maybe some, you know, it kind of distracts some people when they're fighting him. But overall, I thought he fought a good fight. When he when he was able to sit uh Tim down, he jumped right on the choke. And uh, instead of like chasing for the, the ground and pound or smothering himself, he went right to the to the um, the choke and nice job. That's using your brain, man. Getting him out of there. We don't get paid by the minute. No, okay, we get smart. paid by the fight. Get him smart out as move. fast as you can. He yeah. knew that when he locked it up, I can sit this out. Boom, ready to go. I thought it was very very uh, wisely executed on him getting the fight out of there, collected his paycheck and moving on. Yeah. That's really what it came down to. Uh, I, totally agree. I mean, like with him, though, too, at 170, I think he's going to be someone to deal with at 170. Oh, yeah. The reach and the speed. The reach and the speed. Yep. He's got to get better at his takedown defense because off of his back, he shoots, he tries to chase submissions a little bit too much. That's because you know, he believes remember, in the submission in, game. Yeah, but when you get to that top, those top guys, the, the top guys are all top wrestlers. You got Colby, you've got Usman, you've got, he's got a ways to go, I know, but. You know they're going to try to fast track him into that top five because he because he's got a mouth. That's one and two is he's kind of must watch TV. I mean, like he's he, yeah. he did make a name for himself doing the things that he did. 
And so I, I like I like that they'll try to probably try to push him a little bit more. This was a good step up in competition for him. His next step up, though, is probably going to be in that top, I'd say, seven or eight. You know, maybe in the top ten, top seven or eight, somewhere in there. I think they're going to try to give him somebody in there to, to catapult him into that in that division. Dave, can you pull up that that weight class of the welterweight division? The rankings. Who was that? He called who? Who did he call out? He called out um, Sean Brady. I oh like, wow! I was like, ooh, ooh. that's a that. Ooh. I, I'm being honest. I'd love to see that fight. <clears throat> that's not a fight that I think he wants. I don't. I don't th- <laughs> okay, I, hold on. I didn't say that. I like him. <clears throat> I like him too. I said, but when he did that one, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. I'd like to. You see know what it. the fight I want to see? What's I'm that? looking at it right now. I like to see Stephen Thompson and him, both long, both you know, stand up, both stand up. That was, that, I like to see that's that fight. A good fight. That's a good you know, uh, him and Vicente Luque. Him and Neil Magny. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, him and Neil Magny would be good. Yeah, I, I, I'm in that category. Sean, I mean, look, I think Sean. Sean's able to get him down. When Sean gets him down, I don't think he's getting up. You know, there's gonna be a little bit of frustration there. There's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be talking to the camera, trying to get him off me. <laughs> it's uh, you know, but I mean, look, he had success against Jacare. Remember when he knocked out Jacare yeah, from the bottom? He did. That's right. So, um, you know, um, <clears throat> different different age levels in terms of you know, uh, Sean being younger, being more. Sean's jujitsu is fucking good. His jujitsu is great, Just but he, I think I think Kevin's kind of looking at it. I'm talking about a a smaller scale as far as frame wise welterweight. Yeah, that that works for me. Yeah, you know what? I, he's he's good on the ground. I don't know. I don't know that you know he's any better than me. And I think that I can pick him apart on the feet. I think that's the way he's looking at it. I'm not sure it's the right way to look at it. You know, Sean's going to crush that distance on him. Sean's not going to yeah. sit there and stay to the outside. He's going to crush. He's going to. And if it stays on the feet, it'll be fought in a phone booth. On the feet, that plays well to Sean. He's very good inside, and he's good with you know uh, knees and elbows, but. I would love to see the fight. I think it was a great call. Got out. it. Tough. Co- and the, the part I'll give him this is that's a tough call out. He's not, he's not calling yeah. out an easy fight. That's he's, true. Ca- he's calling out a freaking monster that is still that's undefeated. True. And so hats off to Kevin, man. That's true. That's true. I'd like to see him. I like Neil Magny. I like, I like Steven Thompson. I like Vicente Luque. You know, I mean, that's a big jump up though in competition. I mean, maybe if you wanted to kind of, Kind of um, give him another different type of fight. Maybe him and Pahea. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Michel, Michel. Michel. Michel Pereira. You would think it's Pahea because it's yeah. Brazilian with the R, but then you listen to the broadcast and they say Pereira. So I'll say Pereira. Pereira. I'll see that I'm sure fight. they've talked to him. That's a good little fight. Yeah, I mean, you jump up in that competition. Uh, all right, next fight. <clears throat> Oh, Joaquin Buckley against Albert Duryev. I, I, I thought I thought Joaquin, who I really like as a person, I thought he fought super smart. I thought he fought well. Mm-hmm. These guys did used to train. And this is where people, this is where you need to understand. Look, when they trained, Duryev, especially on the ground, dominated Joaquin. There's a difference between training and fighting. Big difference because you're not just starting out. Oh, in a grappling situation, you're not just starting. Out, it's a fight, and when you got a guy that can kick and punch the way that Joaquin Buckley, it takes a lot to get into him and get him down. And then 
with the cage stuff, it's not easy to keep him down. I thought Joaquin Buckley put on a beautiful performance. The the you know the straight left hand that that busted up uh, Duryev's uh, eye. That that stuff happens. Like, you know he's coming in. Joaquin throws the hand. It lands. It you know obviously you want to talk about a broken orbital. That's a broken orbital. You know, but even but he busted up his right side too and stuff. I, I thought Joaquin Buckley just looked great. And the one thing that I will say, you can see a difference right now in his conditioning. He was not getting tired because you would always see Joaquin come out. He comes out strong and he starts to slow down. And when you see when I say slow down, it's his output. His output really starts to slow down and he starts to wait instead of throwing shots when they're there. And this time. He looked fantastic. His conditioning looked on point. He looked great. That was a big win, and it's a big win mentally for him based upon he did used to train with Duryev. There is that, well, yeah, I, I believe in myself, but, yeah, he did get, you know, he did give me problems in these areas during training, and you got to get past those things. And, look, fights are different than training, and he looked great. John, he has the he has an equalizer though. He's got power and he's oh, explosive. He you know, and that's the thing. And if he, like you said, he worked on his conditioning, his cardio, that makes a big difference on how much, um, <clears throat> what your timing is in throwing your power. So you know that you're capable of getting that knockout at any moment. Anytime that you are, <clears throat> you've trained with somebody, you have flashbacks. You know, like I said, I trained with uh, Gilbert Melendez for years. Yeah. He used to out, he used to outwork me. You know, in the gym, he would fucking, I wouldn't say break me, but he would push me to the point where I'm like, damn, I better get better in all these areas. Because I knew, I was like, man, this kid's good. And if one day we are going to fight, I just knew that he was going to be the guy that just brought the pressure, brought the pressure. So when I fought, every single time I fought him, he brought the best out of me. In terms of, I did I did the extra sprints. I did the extra cardio. And I'm sure that Buckley had the same type of mem memory when it came down to like, I've got to work harder to get up off the bottom. I've got to work harder on my track sprints. I've got to work harder on my cardio, my swimming, whatever it is. Yep. Making sure that I have the endurance to get up off the bottom. Because and there's nothing worse than feeling like, shit, man, I'm stuck down here and I got no energy to get off, you know, get you off of me. There's nothing worse than that and just being exhausted. And so I think those are things that fighters remember. And like I said, he has the equalizer in terms of his power and his explosiveness. And then understanding that if I get in better shape, that I can see those moments a little bit better when to throw my combinations, when the timing is to throw my shots and, and how I need to circle and move. It's one thing to have the timing and the power to throw it and the explosiveness to throw it. But now you got to learn to get offline so you don't get taken down after you throw. Those are all things that come with conditioning that make your brain work faster while you're fighting. And if you're not in shape and you start to slow down and things just start pausing for a second, it makes it easier for your opponent to start taking you apart or start using their timing to get the takedowns and start controlling those positions and making you work harder. So he, um, I feel like he's come a long way. You know, he used to fight in Bellator. Uh, he has a lot. I think he lost to Logan Storley, correct? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he had his lot. And then, then he went over to the UFC. He's had some highlight reel knockouts. He's he's fun to watch. I wish we would have kept him in Bellator, you know, but um, just, it, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, good I, like for him. I like watching. Yeah, it's good for him. I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy for his success. I, I want people to understand, like, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the fighters, and that's the biggest thing I am is I want to see them succeed wherever they're at. I'm glad that there's multiple promotions across the world, so there's plenty of places for fighters to go. You know, um, they've got an opportunity to make a living. They've got an opportunity to to do what they love, you know, and not and not feel like they're they're being controlled by 
by Apple or Google or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Some company that just controls everything. They one do. entity. So, but this is good. You know, so this is a. I I think it's. A, I'm happy for him. I think it's. I think he's he's got a bright future. It's just the only thing with him is that he's a little small for middleweight, and the weight the weight cut to seventy is too big. Yeah, the weight the you weight know, cut I to think, seventy I think is too much. I think he should stay at one eighty five. Yeah. He's looking good. He's a, he's a musk. He's strong, and mm-hmm. I I don't think that the frame wise I don't think I w- I agree with you. He's a l- a little bit on the smaller side of the frame. Yeah. But he can handle it, and he's proved that he can handle yeah. it. And so, I, re- I really like him at middleweight. I think he should stay at middleweight, and yep. uh, good performance. He has that him. Sean Brady kind of look uh, feel to him. Yeah, like Sean Brady being at one seventy, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. he, you're like Sean Brady could probably be a fifty five pounder, but he's got so much muscle. No, I, him and them, those Philly boys, man, those Philly boys and their you're backs. I, I talked yourself. about this. They got those rounded backs. Like him and Eddie Alvarez. Because they got those, those lats that muscular. become wings and they just start it's, folding forward. It's freaking crazy, man. I'm like, I, what is they got something in the water out there? It's, um, it's cheesesteaks, okay, so I'm I, telling you, man. Cheesesteaks. I missed this lat this next fight, but something you said there was something that happened, I think, in in the knee. Ah, man, I'll tell you what, this this fight, both of these guys. You know, as Magulov. And I can't, I don't know, it's Grom, it's easy to say as far as his first name, but that has a Kuta Ladezi or whatever. What a fight. Both these guys are fantastic. Both these guys, this is what, these are the kind of fights when we would, you know, I would go all traveling the world and refereeing all over the place. These are the kind of fights that I would do and I would see and I go, dude, these guys are good, you know. And you didn't see them all the time, but all of a sudden they would come up with one and you go, this dude can fight. Holy shit, this guy can fight. These guys are good. Yeah. The UFC has two really good ones here in the lightweight division. This fight was back and forth close. Uh, the In the third round, there was an, a knee that was thrown. It was legal. Herb called it wrong and gave an advantage to Damir Ismagulov in the fact that he got him up off of the ground, he gave him time to re- recover from a legal blow and started the fight in the standing position off of it, which was only like 10 seconds left, so it's not like a lot in the end. But when you have that type of blow that caused, you know, I, I'm not saying it was going to end the fight, but you could see that it, it landed and landed clean. The judges are now not scoring that blow because it was considered illegal. And they're not seeing the the rest of what happens from that position. Maybe it would have changed because this was a split decision. It could have changed the outcome of that fight. Both guys are going to be in, you know, in the UFC for a long time. They're both going to be doing good things. But it was unfortunate to see that little bit at the end that possibly could have altered the fight. But these guys are both good. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't get to see the fight. I had to leave the the house for a split second, and come <laughs> back. But then I saw the other fights. So, um, yeah. So you were saying that the the knee disconnected. It, it landed on the chest. It landed on the chest. Now look, the, whenever you have a knee that lands in the chest, it's possible for the chin of the fighter, the thigh, as it's coming into, it can touch the head. Mm-hmm. It's knee. Where was it? Where was it? You know aimed at and where did it hit yes to follow through with the thigh can touch the head you don't call that as an illegal blow that's a legal blow his targeted area and his weapon 
that he targeted was all legal. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, you, you just see things and you see that movement ahead and you think that you see something that you, in the end, you didn't. Uh, but it was too bad. But you know what? It could have been a difference. It's it's easy for us that are watching it on TV because we see all the replays, whereas the person in the cage doesn't see them yeah. until later, right? And or, it's, look, at, you're making it. You've seen it at speed, one time, yeah. making the quick decision. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting Herb down in any fashion as far as the thing. But I wish that it didn't happen because I would have liked to have seen would it have made a difference in the fight? Maybe it wouldn't have. Yeah, all I know is I got a bunch of texts being like, oh, Herb's at it again, fucking things up. <laughs> it wasn't a bunch of, because I think people that listen, people are on my Twitter too, I think because I've been vocal. I mean, Herb's wrapped a bunch of my fights and a couple times he's just, man, I'm like, come on, dude, really? So, but fighters, I like Herb yeah, as a fighter, person. Fighters are going to like referees and fighters are going to hate referees. And that's, that's yeah, just part of yeah. it. I like him as a person, though. He's a That's great person. I like him as a person, but just I've had some issues with him in the cage. He's a great and person. And I think as a fighter, you've got to learn to separate those things. Yes, you do. Because, you know, in the cage, they've messed up. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, John and I do a podcast together, and John misses a couple of headbutts here and there every once in a while. And, okay, you so I've learned to you forget you got to figure out the difference between a headbutt and an unintentional clash of heads. <laughs> it was a headbutt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Mark Coleman-style headbutt. Woo! There you go. <laughs> Now you're talking melon school. size. That's a weapon. Oh, Mark geez. Coleman could lay some I, some heat down with that head. Uh, all right, next fight. What do you got, John? Oh, man. Gregory Rodriguez. You talk about a guy that is Ooh. continuing to improve. You know, I, going into this, I thought that Julia Marquez was going to have a hard time, especially if it hit the ground because Rodriguez yeah. is just outstanding. But Rodriguez likes to be in the stand-up. And now, you know, with, he's at Sanford MMA and he believes in those guys and, you know, they're doing a great job with him. His stand-up is looking sharp. He just could not miss. You talk about that one of those nights where everything you're throwing is touching your opponent. And when you're trying to throw with power, those are landing. Marquez did everything that he could do. He was tough. He took some big shots. He tried to come back. And there was times when I thought – Oh, you could stop the fight. It wasn't, and he got himself out of the problems, and he, you know, tried. He just was overmatched. Overmatched against a guy that just, at this time in his career, is fighting really well. Yeah, I looked at it as one of those fights throughout this card that, from the bottom down up, it was there were some mismatches, and this was one of them. I think there was really, when you saw just the way that uh, Rodriguez came in with the confidence and just the way he throws his shots, especially I felt like the same way as you is if the fight would have hit the ground, it would have been a total mismatch. Yeah. So, but overall, I think you're seeing what they're doing at Sanford MMA and they're doing some good stuff. Yep. You know, these guys, I mean, Phil Hawes is at Sanford MMA. Now you've got, uh, Rodriguez is there as well. There's a lot of good guys coming out. You know, Logan Storm is out of there. You've got all these guys that are coming out of there now making leaps and bounds. I think the confidence is coming through for a lot of these fighters. They're really mixing it up a lot. So I, I, that was a great performance. Short fight, but it was a great performance. Nice work by him. <clears throat> but I think I think performance of the night, though, goes to this young oh, man. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Everyone. He you, looked fantastic. Okay, if you're going to watch a fight and you're going to watch a guy who tactically does everything right, 
who doesn't mm-hmm. get his who has had a heated exchange with his opponent whose opponent is throwing fucking the birds out you know at him and everybody else at times is trying to get under his skin and he goes in there and just surgically disseminates just he dissects his opponent i mean it's unbelievable and as he fucking puts him down stands there come on just i'll take my time just kind of walks over slowly as as the opponent get up but it goes back to business i just loved what adrian yanis did he looked amazing on in this fight and and i'm like tony tony kelly's a tough dude i've seen him fight he he can fight he's a tough guy yana's just made him look made him look bad i'm just you know as far as he, he made him look like he's not as good a fighter as he is See, this, I would have looked at this fight and been like, okay, this is evenly matched. But then when you got in there, it was a mismatch. But it's sh- on paper, it doesn't seem that way. No. Like when you exactly. look at Kelly is a tough SOB, you would have yes, thought this fight would have been a lot closer. But Giannis is just at a different level. Yep. Now, last week I had said, I had said that uh, he had, I had said something like he had lost to um, Andre Fialo. I was getting him confused with Baeza. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, because I was for some reason I don't know why I had Giannis and Baeza or whatever in my mind. Well, so I said that people were like, "Oh, he didn't fight him. He, they're different weights." And I was like, "Sorry, guys, got the mix. It was mixed up. Okay, <laughs> just calm down. The guy's going hard on the paint on me. Jeez, calm down. Everyone, ah, uh, but to good stuff. Him. I thought he looked fantastic. I thought his performance was fantastic. He looked clean and tight with everything. Got a little, he got a little sloppy at some moments, but that was just because of the adrenaline rush trying to get him out of there. Okay, he was hitting him with some clean shots. He looked fantastic. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be someone to reckon with as he gets up into these rankings even higher. Where is he ranked right now, Dave? At one thirty-five. Just another addition of the the, the most not stacked even on division. There. In, not even on jeez. there. Jeez, jeez, man. Yeah, there's there's some guys in there. You look and you go, yeah, he could be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how would you I mean, like, like to see to... he he called out Sean O'Malley? I would love to Sean see ain't fighting. Ah, I would love to see that fight. I would too. love to but see Sean that ain't fighting him. Ah, Sean, Sean, ain't fighting him. Sean believes in his stand up. Sean Sean is yeah. He's long and rangy and believes. Just say it, John. Say it, John. Tall, long, and lanky. Just say it. <laughs> well, I think Dominic Cruz. <laughs> you, Dominic Cruz used so, your tall. Yeah, tall, long, and lanky. Yeah. See. Somebody they was someone they, sent me. They a, can't keep from saying our stuff. Twitter, Twitter, good. man, they they love that. They, they're tagging me, Josh. Josh Cruz is using your lines, man. You gotta, I gotta charge him for that. <laughs> Trademark it. Oh man, uh, but I thought he looked great. Fat, he's fantastic, man. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight again. He's got to get up in that ranking though system up in there. So yeah. him and uh, Ricky Simone might be a good fight. You know, oh, see him yeah. stuff some takedowns, let yeah, go of the Simone, hands. You know, well, Ricky's but if got Simone some power. Can get him down. Simone can get him off his yeah. feet. Simone, yeah, but he's got to make sure it's a win. It's gonna be it, that'd be a good fight. That'd be a yep. good fight. Just so I'm just throwing a name out there. You know, I like to see the Sean O'Malley fight for sure, but I don't think Sean would take that fight. I think Sean's looking ahead, not looking backwards. Sure he is. So, and you can't yeah, blame him. Of course, it's the way no, to do not it. Not at all. No, he's, no, of course. Sean of course. has played this very well. Um, all right, what other fight on here? Uh, De Silva versus Jasmine Jazdavicius. I mean, just a complete annihilation. You talk about just piecing somebody up, taking your time, picking your spots. Mm-hmm. Footwork was the huge difference. Speed of the f- 
feet and the ability to use angles. That's the fight to watch if you want to see what angles creates for you. Uh, just, you know, very nice performance by De Silva. Court McGee yeah. against Jeremiah Wells. Jeremiah Wells is a beast, dude. That dude has got power because he missed with that right hand. That left hook came flinging out, and it put him to sleep with that just one shot. Yeah, this is – okay, so I say this all the time, you guys. Throw the third even if you don't think it's going to land because he missed with the jab. He missed the right hand. The jab was kind of like a grazing jab. Yeah. But then he threw the just hook touched. regardless, and it was there. And it was there. Sometimes people are like, oh, I missed the first two. And some fighters, they don't throw the third. It's the third and the fourth sometimes are the ones that are going to land. As long yeah. as your defense is on point, bring your hands back to your face. Throw the third, throw the three and the four. Finish up with that combination because it's the, it's when they relax after you've missed twice is when they think that they're out of range or when they think they can't be hit you, is when the third and the fourth I, lands. I, I could not in any way tell Court McGee, oh, you, sh you should have realized that you were – no, it looked like he was out of range. No. I would have thought, yeah. you know, he's out of range. And that that left hook just covered distance and touched right where it should. I don't blame Court for, you know, feeling like, ah, oh, he can't touch me at that. And unfortunately, he could for Court. But big win. Yeah. Big win for freaking Wells. That was just, I mean, he's gone in and he, he's really he's really just annihilated some, you know, tough opponents. and. Court McGee is tough. Dominic Cruz said the whole thing of, you know, he's almost unstoppable as far as you can't get rid of him. And, you know, then he gets knocked out. But but Dominic was right. You know, it's always when you say that, you put that little, you know, exclamation mark on it. And then the guy will say, okay, I'll prove you wrong. But mm -hmm. Dominic was is basically right. Court McGee is a zombie. He is a tough dude to get rid of. He just keeps coming forward. He takes abuse, you know, damage and abuse well. He doesn't let it affect him, and he's just always grinding on you. Wells just, you know, did what he was supposed to do, man, and he got rid of him and got rid of him pretty fast. All right, what's next? You got to go yeah. with Ricardo Ramos versus Danny Chavez. That spinning elbow, holy shit. Man, I going into this, I, I really believe, you know, there's, there's a difference to the levels. of They're both black belts in jiu-jitsu, but there's a difference to their levels. And so I thought if 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 Ramos got on top of Danny Chavez, that he was going to be able to control him and take the you know uh, the fight that way. But man, you know this is a guy that's got you know he's got a spinning elbow uh, knockout against um, Zahabi's br uh, brother. You know it did the same thing, and then this one it you, you talk about a shot that freezes a guy. That elbow hit the temple and it froze Danny Chavez. You could see it. He couldn't. He couldn't actually move. He's just like stuck. And Ramos turns around and you know, boom, 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 lights him up with that. Mike Beltran was spinning his tires trying to get to him as fast as he could. It didn't work for him. Uh, just a fantastic performance by Ramos against a guy. Danny Chavez is a tough dude and fast. Yeah, I thought this yeah. was. I actually thought this was going to be a pretty good matchup. Ramos just showed the difference. Yeah, just all the spinning attacks by Ramos, the spinning kicks, the side kicks, all the fly high flying stuff, and and then mixing it up with the spinning elbow. Just those are things that you just can't predict, and you've got to be prepared to keep your defense on point. I don't think he like he just didn't know what to do. Chavez just didn't know what to do when it came to 
defending against those type of things. He kept circling and running, making yourself even more tired, and then things coming out of different angles. It's a frustrating style of fighter to fight. You know, yep. when people talk about you got guys like Leota Machida, they don't do all the spinning stuff, but they're difficult to deal with because of the movement, the angles, all of those things. You know, Steven Thompson, Anderson Silva, they they're so good at what they do, they're difficult to deal with. You don't know how to you don't know how to predict where they're coming from next. I mean, you look at some of the fights, right? You've got Machida, you've got Anderson with that push kick up the middle to Vitor's face. Those type of things are an issue because you're not expecting certain things from certain fighters. And all of a sudden it comes flying up the middle or comes flying over the top or whatever it is. This was beautifully executed, nicely done with the elbow. And then you just put him away after that. Like you said, Beltran was trying to get there. I thought, I thought, uh, I think it was Herb who did um, Court McGee's fight. He was yeah. a little late getting there. He took two more shots after that. Yeah. They were unnecessary. They're unnecessary. But, you know, you know this is where based upon the way that fight was playing out and where you see Herb at, yeah, he's a little far. You know, for me, I would always be much closer. It's because I'm going to say, oh, I'm not as fast. So but I want so I want to be closer, and I would be closer to the fighters. But Herb feels like he can be it. You know, I'm okay. If, you know, something starts. To, when you get a guy that one-shot knockout and you're that far away, you, you know, Herb's spinning his wheels trying to get to him. And all I can tell you is if you're Herb, it feels like your feet are in mud. You're trying to get there yeah. as fast as you can, and it feels like you can't get there fast enough. It's a horrible feeling, uh, but it happens. It happens. John, two more punches. Yeah. They were well, nasty okay, hold on. So, who, so it, you, I, you I can put that on her. What's that? I put it on the fighter as well. I there put it on go. the fighter as well. Yes. Yeah, you, the know, fighter, you, you can like, see when the guy's out. Yeah. I look at it, too, like you – You've been we've been told and taught don't stop until the ref stops you, but yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean I'm fine with the one more, but I mean he did two more. Yeah, I mean, you knew he was out. You yeah. knew, so I put a little bit on Wells uh, as well. <laughs> so it's good, uh, Wells as well. Um, all right, you like, next you like the next one, Maria Oliveira. I loved it. Oliveira against DePaula. That was a good fight. You talk about a well matched fight. fight. Yep. Well matched. And I th I thought Oliveira came out so hard. I thought she's burned herself out. She's yeah. and I thought DePaul was going to take the just start taking the fight over, and she did. She started taking the fight over, and boom, back comes Maria Oliveira, and fights her ass off, gets a second you know a second win, second and, win. Man, I'll tell you what, she was obviously in shape because you know she came to fight and she she had a gas tank. And she refilled yep. that sucker halfway through that fight. So that was a that was a really good fight. Yeah, I had it. I had a one one going into the third. It was yep. close though, so I could have seen it being two zero for Oliveira. I could have seen it being two zero for um, DePaula. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a very evenly matched fight. I thought it was a great fight actually. Both of them were throwing some heat. Both of them were, weren't holding back. I thought for sure uh, Oliveira was gonna. Uh, get Burn tired up. from all the yeah. movement and then oh. just blitzing all the blitzing she was doing in the first round. She slowed down in the second, but like you said, she got her second win in the third round and she came out and was just, she had those line of the cleaner shots and DePaula actually slowed down in the third. She was putting so much pressure in those first two rounds. I think she just gassed herself out a little bit in that third, yeah. putting too much pressure on herself to get the, to, to land the shots or to do more. And she ended up taking too many shots in the third and that slowed her down as well. Yep. But overall, that was a, one of the most evenly matched fights of the night. So it was a good fight.
good good uh good fight for sure cody Stamen uh, against they, eddie wineland <clears throat> i'm sorry this is yeah. you know it, it's it's time for eddie to, to look and say this might be the end yeah, you know, it's yep. he's taking he's taking a lot of damage, a lot of big shots, and uh, you know yep. he's a, he's at the end of that he, career. You know what it is? How John? many losses in a row? Show me that real quick. He's got one, three, three losses in a, in a row now. But he's got one win, and then two. He's got one yeah. win though in the middle there, and he's got yeah, two so more you got, losses. You got five that. losses with one win. You know, it's just yeah. there comes that point, man. It changes. John, you know what it is, right? Is you, I can tell, and I, I've said this about other fighters, um, even fighters that I'm close to that are getting older, is when they throw, they pause for a second like as they're if gonna they're get waiting hit. to get hit. Yep. Yep. And that lets you know right there that you, sh you should stop fighting because you're, you're more concerned about getting hit than you are about just throwing your combination and keeping your defense on point. You're expecting to get hit. You're expecting that because you're you know you're slowing down, and once that starts happening, that it, it's already it, it's time to go, yeah. because now you're just you know that you're too slow, you know that every little shot is gonna kind of hurt you or wobble you or rock you, so you're kind of like gritting down, and you're and you're waiting to get hit. You're you're trying to take the shock or take the power instead of instead of just throwing your combination. It's not. It's not a good position to be in, man. I caught myself doing that in some training towards the end of my career, and it's just it doesn't it doesn't feel good. That you you know, like that's the thing. Fighters got to be honest with themselves. You know, you know it's time. You know you're slowing down, especially for the lighter weights, one thirty five, one twenty five, one thirty five. The speed kills. Yep. It's it's. There's no. You can't go around it. These young guys are explosive and they've got power. And their technique is getting better. Every every generation's getting better on the feet, on the ground. On, they're all getting better. Yeah. And for to think you can continue to deal with it, Eddie Wyland used to be one of the fastest dudes in the game. Oh, he was he's fast, a great fighter. Had some power. He was a great fighter, yeah. right? The WC days and all, all early UFC days. He was he was good. He was fun to watch. Yep, just a in dog, and out, man. Like throw all kinds of different combinations yeah. that would throw multiples. You're talking to the, you. Know, you want a guy to throw a three, yeah. four, five. He was the first guy that would really just start opening up, man. He was great to watch. But that that moment's gone. Father time. Know? And so and Father Time yeah, sucks. It's just nothing nothing yeah, nothing we can do about it, man. I almost threw my back out tying my shoe the other day. It was horrible. <laughs> That's why I don't even buy, I buy I don't buy shoes with laces anymore. I just do slip ons. Oh, <laughs> Forget man. it. I'm done with that stuff. Uh all right, next fight. Phil Haas against Duran Wynn. Go ahead. I, I'm not going to say anything. I thought, I thought, look, it was Phil Hawes looked fantastic. Great. I thought he did what I said, um, what Cater should have been doing a little bit more of the push kick up the middle, stay along with the jab, snapping the combination, throwing the head kick, going back up to the middle calf kick here and there, stay away from the mid range leg, you know, the thigh kick and stay away from the body kicks, you know, on each side so they can't be caught. Phil Hawes fought a fantastic fight. I'm also going to say that my boy Duran, man, he took some big shots. There was never any quitting him. I'm not going to take anything away from him. That's the kind of fighter that you're well, looking for guys like quit. that. He didn't quit. There's no quit. No. I, I, look, I'm going to be honest. Until and I think Duran's going to learn a lot about himself from this one fight. He didn't quit. Ref stopped it. He took some big shots. He was on wobbly legs the whole time. He kept throwing back. 
he learned like when I when I talk about the most memorable fights in my life, there's only a handful of them. There's like I'd say two or three. Okay? And and one of them is one of them is the Hermes Franca fight, one where I was dominating, got dropped in the third and I fought through it. And the other one is the Tony Ferguson fight. I wanted to know if I was a quitter. And I want to know in both those fights you realize you're not a quitter, you're a fighter. You love what you do and you don't give up. And Duran I'm sorry, man. He proved it to me oh. last night. I mean, I knew he was a tough son of a bitch. I knew that. But you, you never know how you're going to react when you get in that fight. And there was never any quitting him. And I'd love to see that. I'd love to see. I, he took some big shots, man. Elbows. Mm, knees. Boy. He broke his orbital. Orbital. His orbital. <laughs> I keep saying orbital. <laughs> his orbital. His orbital. Broke his, his orbital. orbital. He broke broke his orbital. That, that, I've never had a broken orbital. But. Everyone I've talked to said it's the most miserable thing in the world trying to fight through that. You know, it's the squinting, the well, three eyes. Up your you know, vision. You see three people. Yeah. Yeah, you see three or four people. You can actually you start know, to get like vertigo. Face kind of goes too. numb. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you, you kind of see three or four people, and that you're fighting all of a sudden. So there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that uh, come that come with it in the middle of trying someone trying to take your head off. But let me ask you. So, you, you you're talking about this in his last what? This is. Three or four losses in his last five fights, yeah, something like that. I think I think he, I. Go ahead. I don't want to say that. No, I think they I'm should let him go. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you think, okay. It's it's no, three losses win. in his last four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Look, it's it's hard for me. It's hard for me to say what he should do. His body type doesn't. He needs to figure that out. I mean, like he. He's shorter, but there's nothing he can do about it. Like I know he can, no. he can try to cut down to seventy, but he has a hard time making eighty five. I mean, he by the time he fought, he was two oh seven. You know, he went from eighty five to two oh seven. But he's thirty three years of age. I know it's not like he's old. Yeah, no. and all it takes is for him to start to restructure his physique. He look, he's he's a he's a a fire plug. Okay, he's he's built like a tank. He's got big, thick thighs, big legs, big butt, but he's in that frame that just doesn't really match up well in the bigger because he's fought at middleweight and light heavyweight. Mm -hmm. Fifteen pounds of weight. Take a year, get a nutritionist, and just start cutting back and reshaping your body. I think he could, and I think he would do much better at one seventy. At least the frame. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I think you should be a 155er. I'm just being honest as far as body frame. Okay, but I, I don't think yeah. he could do that. But I do think he could do the 170. In that, if you took a year and you know you got to, but you've got to commit to changing your nutritional, you know, routine and what you're doing, and you've got yeah. to become disciplined with it. And you can you can change your body composition, your you know the way your body is to a point. Yeah, not to 155, but I think to 170 he could, and I think it might make a difference in his career. Possibly, but I mean, at 33, are you trying to do that? The other thing too is that he'd have to, like you said, really diet himself down and like change the whole nutrition program. But as we're talking about this, we're also talking about you're telling people to cut weight. John, you're against cutting weight. That's cutting weight. Basically. I'm not saying I mean, cut weight. You're much, wrong. How much is he did gonna? You, did you not? How much hear is that me? gonna affect his performance? Did you not hear me? I, get what I you're said, take I, a year. Okay, you shut your whore mouth right now. Okay, 
<laughs> the best line. Hold on, I gotta say it because I just thought of it. The best line of the entire night was Dan Cormier telling Brendan Fitzgerald, "You shut your vegan mouth, your dirty vegan mouth, or something." He started talking about barbecue. <laughs> Oh, I was like, that's the best, dude. You shut your dirty vegan mouth. <laughs> it was the best. Brendan Fitzgerald oh, starts we, talking we about the vegans. Texas barbecue, and I was—I didn't even know he was a vegan, uh, so that's great. Oh man, that's funny. I think um, it would be a lot. I just don't know if he would perform the same way. Yeah, maybe you know, you know him better than I, I do. I, mean, I just look it, at it. Would yeah, it would yeah, take time. Come on, Josh. Put, do me a favor, Dave. Pull that back up. How tall is Duran? What are, five, what are they listing as? Five, 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 five six. six. Five, five, six. Five, six. Come yeah. on. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever he does, I, I get it. I get it. But he's so explosive, like in his yes, wrestling, his double leg. I'm and surprised. That's why he didn't I say he can go to the 170 and he can beginning. still compete because they'll be faster. But yeah. he's got the speed that he can he can do that. Yeah, yeah, he can wrestle with those guys. Oh, like if you were to put him, I mean, he's he's already he would small in wrestling. I know it's wrestling, but yeah, you know, he would do very well in wrestling. He he would make it to where all the work he's doing the stand up. People aren't going to just take him down. Yeah. No. So. Yeah, he's got some thick legs, man. He's got a thick trunk. Oh, yeah. So, like you said, he would have to take some time to really do it. I mean, I just, yeah. I don't know what they would do. I don't know. That's 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 a question one that he can answer, and yeah. whatever he decides. I mean, I wish him the best. You know, he's a good he's a good kid. I like him a lot. Yeah. You know, he's fun to be around. He likes to talk trash, and you know that fits right into what I like to do. So, wow, how rare! AKA <laughs> people talking trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's next? Are you guys how did, ready to how did move? Fitch, how did Fitch even live with you guys? Thinking about it, Fitch, Fitch and Kane. Okay, the two yeah. guys that don't say Kane, anything. Well, Kane, Kane never, Kane never lived with me. Kane never lived with me. Fitch I'm not even saying living bit. with Kane you. Never just live with, with you guys at at oh. the gym with AKA. Here's two guys that never house never talk trash, and they're surrounded by all of gym. you. <laughs> That that gym, they they just kind of kept to themselves. No one really, no one talked shit to to Kane. I, we all we all knew what would happen if we talked shit to him. We just left him alone. There was a little bit of trash talk going back and forth with Fitch, but Fitch, like he said, just kind of kept to himself, did his own thing. They, he just kind of laughed at everyone because no one. He was kind of like he was the captain of the team for the longest time. He wasn't yeah. a target at all, but uh, he was a workhorse man. Fitch was a workhorse. I saw him last night. He looks like a fucking mountain man. Dude, he's Jesus. got that he's long got, beard now. Yeah, he's got the long it's beard, thick. man, like all the way down to like the middle of his chest, and it's thick too. He's got the long hair. I was like, jeez, he looked like he belonged in ZZ Top, <laughs> like the, the man. I was like, what the uh, fuck happened to you? Oh right. man, last one was right. Kyle Dawkins. I was surprised that Roman got rid of Kyle Dawkins the way he did that fast, but it can happen in fights. You know, the yeah. knee lands. You can get oh, hurt. It's tough, man. It looks yeah, like he's yeah. physically. He's like one of those. Wi it looks like he's one of those wiry, really, really cock strong kind of guys. Uh, he, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, he looks like that Eastern just European. I've been throwing kettlebells over in my house all day. Long. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Oh, probably. Whose phone is that? Huh? It's is my computer. Your phone? I, don't, I don't know if it's. It may be my. Yeah, maybe your computer. Oh, your computer. Maybe it's driving my computer. Me nuts. Is it? It's not my phone. Uh, yeah, got it. Got it. 
All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. We're going to talk real quick about the PFL. I was expecting the PFL to have some better fights. I they thought it was didn't a really come good to card. Fruition. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a good card, but it wasn't. No. So, um, go ahead. Let's that. talk. Alex Martinez, or Alex Martinez with the big upset over Clay Collard. Close fight. Yeah. Could have went either way. Could have gone either way. You know? Very yeah, close Could have went either way. But I think, I think 50% I mean, of the you... people are going to think that Alex Martinez won, and 50% are going to think that Clay mm -hmm. Collard won. It was close. It was close. Well, how did you have it? How, did you think Clay won? Yeah. But, okay, <laughs> and, I, and I, hold on. And I say this because yeah. I wanted him to win. So that's yeah, why I that's said, true. Because eh. by the end of it, when they called Martinez, I was like, yeah, okay, I can see it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's wrong. It's probably because I was rooting for Clay Collard a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. It was a good, it was a good fight. So now Clay goes home though, right? He's not in it. Yeah, he's out. Wow. Which is not good for the PFL. No, it's not good. He's got to win over Stevens. Got to win over Pettis. Now Pettis is in there. Now Martinez is in there. Yep. And your guy that was in the finals, Clay Collard, he's not there next year. Ooh, I don't know, man. He's tough. He's good. I mean, he's got a baby on the way. I was that's why I was rooting for him. You know, he's got a little one on the way, so I was rooting for him. But I mean, and I love watching him fight. He's a dog. No, he just so comes overall to fight. though, yeah, he comes to fight every time. He's doing some good body work in that first round. Yeah, he kind of uh, got, looked like he gassed himself out a little bit in the second, and he got I think it dropped in the second, right? Yep. Second, yeah, he got sat to his butt. But uh, you know, in the third though, I looked like he was coming back on. It just wasn't enough. Maybe yeah. I thought it was a good fight. It was. It was. It was. I, thought, I think it was the best fight on the card. Oh, which is why. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and we said. You know, we, we said it before mm -hmm. in the last show. We talked about, you know, why is the PFL putting... Look, the reason they're putting this fight on as their main event is because they can rely on Clay Collard to bring it. He's done yeah. it against Sergio. He's done it against Jeremy. He's he's proven, man. He comes to fight. And so, yeah, that's the guy you want finishing off your show. And yeah. it was a good thing that he was the guy finishing yeah. off the show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and then you got uh, Carlos Jr. versus uh, Soto. Basically, Carlos Jr. pressed him to the fence, kept him working the whole time. Got a, yeah. got a takedown here and there. Not Thought a, a smart fight, on. but Just, boring. Yeah, boring. Look, John, this is a little bit this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this openly. Some of them already knew the results. All they had to do was get the win. They didn't need to get the finish to get it in, and then open scoring. This is what's going to happen. Yay. See, when people talk about open scoring, this is the type of shit you're going to get now. That's right. When you have open scoring. They knew all I got to do is win. Or if I end up with a draw or a win, I'm in the finals. That's it. And so you saw. I move on to the playoffs. You saw them. Exactly. Exactly. Like with Manfio and um, Abin, Abin Mercier. Mercier. Okay. That's what you saw. Yeah. That's, a, that's what you saw. Both of them knew that they. That Basically, anything they did, they were in the they were in. So they were like, okay, why do we why are we gonna have a fight where we get too much we take too much damage and maybe get hurt? Then maybe you know something happens. I can't then I can't compete in the finals, or that's what happens. You end up where neither one of them really wanted to throw. They kind of wrestled a little bit, they kind of just stood at range, didn't really throw, they were potting each other. They kind of didn't do anything. Nothing. An open <laughs> scoring is gonna do that's what you're gonna get with open scoring. Yeah. So when people talk about, they already knew what the results were going to be if all they had to do was get a win, and all they had to do was get a draw or a win. You know, like oh, we're both already in. We both have this many points. These other guys, you know, unless something 
really, really happens with somebody else. They already knew the results because they were higher up on the card. Yep. It's not good, man. It's not good. I, I think you need to people need to rethink the open scoring system. I really think the half point system is the way to go. So you end up with fights that are really close. End up they end up you you can see, okay, look, that fight, that round was so close it was only a half point. Yep. So the other fighter can come back and when that round was close, maybe I get the, the, the half point the other way. I don't think we're going to see either one of those change. I don't think we're going to see open scoring. I don't think we're going to see the half point system. But I'd like to see. I'd like to see the half point system based on the fact that there's so many different ways to win in MMA versus like in boxing. Go ahead and give it a 10-8, 10-9 because oh you got dropped. Kids, okay, a 10-8 automatically. Okay, you got dropped twice. 10-7. I understand that. You know, it's like it, boxing. You can you you're just throwing punches. This way, there's knees, there's elbows, there's jitsu, there's takedown, there's control. There's so many different ways of winning and controlling this fight to win the fight. We've got to. I think we've got to have a shorter system of that the half point system versus the open scoring. Just my two cents. Uh, Miles Price, Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, Miles Price in the Jeremy Stevens situation. Miles Price fought really well. Did he fight well, or did Jeremy just not fight well? Well, maybe you know they they took away Samson's hair. You know, (laughs) he cut his beard and his hair to make weight. And he weighed in right on thing. I can't believe that hair would actually uh, make the difference, but it has, I guess, in the past. I watched Daniel Strauss cut off all of his dreads to to uh, mm-hmm. make weight one time. But, dreads, I think, are a little bit heavier than yeah, a beard I would have thought and, so. And what but, Jeremy uh, had, yeah. But whatever, it's a matter of uh, it was a close win. I mean, close win for Jeremy. He got the split decision. But is he fight? I thought his fight in in his opening match with clay collard was really a good fight i thought he was winging shots i thought he got a little tired which i couldn't blame him for as hard as he was throwing but it was the jeremy that we all expected this one was a little bit different you know and maybe it's because he looked different i don't know maybe it's because you know the hair and the beard weren't gone but it wasn't the performance i thought jeremy was going to have against miles price john i've trained with miles and i can tell you right now He's kind of frustrating to deal with. He's awkward. He's not super strong. He's gotten along. He's he's yeah. kind of technical in some areas. He's kind of awkward to deal with. It's almost like you're like this nerdy guy should be getting out of here. And when I can't hit you or I can't clean a, land a clean shot, it's like almost frustrating to be in there with him. You're like, man, why am I having a hard time with you? I should, <laughs> I should have knocked you out already. I think a little bit of the, of that, it, it really is that. Peter like, Quilly said the same just, thing, though. Peter Quilly said the same thing. He's just an irritating bastard to fight. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of it. I think, I, I don't know. I, when I trained uh, with him, I was like, you hit him with clean shots and like he's still there. You, you get on top and like you start landing cl- clean ground up pound and then he starts attacking the ankles and you're like, get off my leg. Like, you're frustrating me right now. Like, get off me. I'm going to fucking beat your ass. And then you don't. You still just, he's one of those guys. It was just like really frustrating, I think, to deal with. And I think Jeremy probably found that out as well. I think that's the only thing I can think of because Jeremy didn't, to me, didn't seem like himself. And I'm thinking maybe he went through a little bit of that frustration. Like, man, I, I landed some clean shots on you and you're still here and it's kind of bothering me a little bit. So, um, and he just didn't fight to his potential after that. It was a frustrating fight for him, I think. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, all right, anything else? Uh, let's see what the. I thought that uh, it just wasn't that good. 
It's overall. <laughs> the Schulte fight against right. Marcin held kind of the whole thing. Marcin comes out kind of yeah. hot, kind of gasses a little bit. Yeah, slows down. Yeah, slows down. It's just normal. It's just the normal mm. thing that we see from Marcin held. But overall, All right. you know, okay fights. Couple, most of them were <clears throat> fairly boring. Okay. But, all righty, well, mate, that's going to wrap up more PFL talk. We're going to get into some news now. Let's, uh, let's, let's, Sorry, uh, let's get after it, Dave. It's all right. Podcast, all right. Dave. <clears throat> well, first up, I want to get your reaction to the biggest upset of last night, which was uh, Lozon and Cowboy falling off the card. Um, Again. Lozon's Again. Knee, <clears throat> his knee got locked up, um, and he said he couldn't stand after weighing in. Um, we're, the, we're going so, after the know. Khabib versus Tony Ferguson thing now with this. Yeah. It's yeah, I was there. actually thinking of that yesterday. It's getting there. Yeah. It's like, this wow, is what, number three? Man. I think this is the third time. Second or third time? I, I think, think it's this is the third, third time. Because they were they were matched up before, and then it fell out, and then they just went different ways. And then now yeah, two times in a row. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I guess, I guess my next thing is when you start, when your knee starts hurting just by putting your shoe on, it might be time to retire. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh no! Like, you, is, you literally just trying to put your shoe on. That's I read something where he said he was trying to put his shoe he on. Just, he was just putting his shoe and sock on. And his, his knee locked. Yep. Which is hey. Yep. I've had it happen, so, but I'm old as shit. <laughs> yeah. My finger right now, I can't straighten. Uh, it's like it's stuck in the folded position. It's fun. I look like yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's crazy. You have you have what's his name? Stomach issues. Now you have the knee lock. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Time to. I think. It, I think it's getting time. It's getting time when your knee starts locking out on you. All right. Next. <clears throat> All right. Um, Zabit has informed the UFC that he intends on retirement. Um, this. You know, what a shame. After all the back and forth. This. This is one that I go, man. This is a shame because this guy can fight. This guy is so good. Um, you know, he's. He knows what's the right thing for him, but. This guy, he's undefeated in the UFC. He has been fantastic against anyone. He's got a win against Calvin. Um, but, you know, injuries have caused him a lot of problems, and is, he's just decided to call it quits. I, I never would say, you know, oh, no, you shouldn't do it because he knows what's best for him, but it's, it's a shame to see it because I loved watching the guy fight. And uh, I get to watch, you know, his brother fight in Bellator, and he's always mm -hmm. there, but... You know, his hey, brother's damn good too. Boy, his brother is damn good, but his it's a matter of his damn good. I don't think his brother's as good as him. Well, his brother's only twenty-two. I know that. I'm not saying <laughs> so he's not going to get to that. His brother point. got some time to go, buddy. Yeah, slow your road. <laughs> his brother's got some growth. All right. Um, someone was saying that he he's wants to be a doctor also, so I think that's probably weighing in on him. Like, okay, do I keep getting you know keep fighting, keep beating my body okay. up, or do I go and uh? And he looks like Abe Lincoln. Looks like he's Boy, smart he as does. fuck. <laughs> he does. He's tall, long, and lanky nothing, for that way. like watching Jeez, man. Honest Abe fight, man. Yeah, yeah. So funny. But uh, he uh, extremely talented. Sad to see him go. But yeah. I think these look these young Dagestan fighters. These young fighters that come out of those areas there. They've been fighting since they were. You know, seven, eight years old. I mean, Khabib used to talk to me in Islam and say, like, man, we've got probably 250 fights, maybe more, you know, and just in Sambo, yeah. which is basically MMA with a gi top on, you know, it's like headgear and a no, gi top. I mean, like, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes they win shingars, sometimes they don't. I mean, the Sambo yep. shoes, the leather just around your foot. That's all it is. So these guys, they've been beating them, their bodies up for a long time, putting in the work, doing their thing. And so, I mean, I understand, but he, I was sad to see him go because I felt like he could have been champ. I feel like he could have. I think felt like he would have been. He right there. Good. I would have loved to have seen him and Volkanovski. Yeah. Ooh. So good fight. That would have been a great fight. Or him and Brian Ortega. Him and Volkanovski. Him and yep. him and Yair were supposed to happen. I don't know how many times. I mean, Yair yeah, literally, like, you know, decided to leave the UFC because <clears throat> he didn't want to fight him. <laughs> All it does uh, shows, shows Yair has got brains, man. Smart guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> All right. Next. All right. Um, next one is reports of Cody Sanhagen and Song Yudong being targeted for a UFC um, fight night in September. Good fight. That is a good fight. Good fight. Song Not- Yudong a little shorter in stature, got big power. But Sanhagen, you know, he seems to make work of those short guys. I was going to say. That knee up. Boy, yeah. stand by, baby. That knee up the middle. Watch out for that knee. Corey Sanhagen Oof. is a monster. That That dude is good everywhere. Yeah. And he's only going to get better still. He's got a ways yeah. to grow. So. Who do you think? Him, if he beats uh, Song Yudong, then who? <sighs> I mean, he's in that top three right there, right? I mean, he's, he's right there. Who we got there? Sanhagen, you got Aldo, you got TJ. TJ's next. Yep. Who's Aldo? Aldo's going to fight. Aldo's fighting um, Marab. Oh, that's right. They're right. Davashili or whatever. Dava, yeah, whatever. Davashili. Those Georgian yeah. names are awesome. Oh, yeah. I got to love them. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. TJ, what do you, what do you, what's your thoughts on the TJ and the, uh, and the Sterling fight? As far as, I think it's a great fight. TJ. I think that's, I think that, uh, Sterling's doing the right thing by saying, I need more money. <laughs> hey, this is it. Like this is his time. What this fight? Is his what chance fight to are make you money. On? What's that? What fight are you on? What fight is he on? What, how many fights does he have left on his contract? I don't know. I don't know. That's my point. If like, you if haven't you, noticed, have Sterling the... and I don't talk. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't text you and be like, "Hey, he what's up?" He doesn't like talk to I, you. Yeah, I know. It's it's right. like, it, it, it hurts it's my feelings. Okay. It really does. But seriously, I, I, I think know. he's being smart in the fact of, hey, look, he's got a lot of, you know, ammunition right now to sit there and say, look, I beat you. I beat Jan. I, I beat him fair and square. Yeah. I'm the guy. I deserve this. I deserve more. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. get more. This is your this is your time to get more. Get more. But I, you, you know, signed I, a contract. You yeah. signed a contract. If you got three fights left in your contract, fight it out, son. You look at your you you and your manager decided to sign that contract. If you decide now, all of a sudden now I'm champion, I want to make more money. Tough, eat shit. That's I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not just saying it because it's him. No, I'm simply saying do you guys that sign these long ass contracts, six and eight fight deals, you're stupid. They bet on yourself and sign three and four fight deals. Four fight deals is fine. Okay, but if you like, he came out saying that he got four hundred thousand dollars for the on fight. Okay, you signed that deal though. That's yeah. the thing. You signed the deal. Like you knew what you were getting yourself into. Now that you're there, you want to try to renegotiate? No. Yes. No. I'm sorry. Yes. No. No. Nuh-uh. No. Sign your deal. You signed I it. You I understand you the way you're into. looking at it, and I I, I no. agree with you. Signed the deal, but 
man, hold on. Let's let's be honest. He's fighting in the toughest, the toughest division. weight division in the world. Okay. Yes. Against right, nothing right but now. killers. I get it. I get it, John. But look, you're and as soon, hold it. If he loses, it doesn't work that way. That champion's no, clause is gone. Way. There's a champ, but there's a championship clause in every contract you sign. If you end up being champion, you get a bonus or whatever that contract was. If you didn't, you didn't believe that that's what you deserved, knowing that you were up in those rankings already, you shouldn't have signed a long term deal then, like six or eight fights or whatever you. You're signed. a hard man, you should Josh have signed Thompson. Up for, You're I am, a hard man. But look, you. Here's the thing: you can't change. You can't change the rules just because now you're where you thought you should have been. You should have bet on yourself then and said, look, I plan on being champ. I'm signing a four-fight deal or I want more money because I am champ. So then you could have came to the deal and said, hey, when I become champion, I want 750 or I want a million. I want whatever it is that you want, whatever your number was. Yeah. Okay. You got you made 400000 to fight Peter. Okay, cool. Now, if you, whatever your pay-per-view, you should have negotiated pay-per-view dollars in your first contract. I had pay-per-view dollars in my contract. I had bonus championship dollars in my contract. I had main event deals in my contract. I had co-main event deals in my contract. You should have negotiated all that. I don't know what your deal, your contract is, but just because you're champion out. Now, if you have one fight left, I can say, okay, because the UFC is always looking to restructure yeah. with one fight. Look what and, they're doing. And, they and to re-sign at that point. In the re-sign, yeah, exactly. So I understand if he has one fight left, then cool. But if he's got two or three, I ain't trying to hear it. Do you knew what the deal was? If you've got more than two or three, you knew what the deal was. You signed it. You you knew. Your manager knew. I don't even know who the manager cold. is. Ice cold. You are ice cold. I'm, I you're, am ice you're cold. You're in that plunge right have... now. See? Sorry, John. And look, and for those of you, like, and this is not because it's Aljo. It's, it's because that's the way I've always felt. You should have spent more time looking at your contracts. Fighters, you want to know why, like... Pro NFL players and all these. I want to get paid now. Now that I'm the I'm a I'm all pro. I'm this and that, or I'm a Super Bowl champion. Maybe they can get away with it, depending on how good they are for their team. But in fighting, you're replaceable. Somebody yeah. else will take your spot, and you'll be you'll be forgotten. Okay, and you look at some of the fight. Look at some of the football players that have done that too. Uh, there was a good running back out of. Uh, Ah crap! I, he was a Steeler, and then he went to then he went to to the Jets. God, oh, what's his Bell. name? I really liked him. Levon Bell. He was he was a Pittsburgh. Huh? Levon yeah, Bell. Bell. He was fantastic, man. I loved him with the Steelers. Then he went to the Jets. Never heard of him again. Then he played on the Chiefs. I was like, oh, he's back. Didn't really play for us either. Then he left and talked a bunch of shit about the Chiefs. Now he's some. I think he was somewhere else. Was on the Rams, and they cut him. I think they let him go. Like. He just, after that, nothing ever happened. He went where the money was. Team, When you do things like that, yeah, I just just stay stay your course. Focus on focus on become staying champion. Focus on your goal. I'm sorry, man. Like You knew well, what the okay, deal was. You so, knew what the contract was. So now was. you've ripped on Al Jermaine Sterling and Le'Veon Bell. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, you knew... You knew what your contracts were. You put yourself in those situations. You guys got to read your contracts. Yeah. Like you should have, he should have broke it all down. Look, I plan on being champion in two or three fights. And if that's the case, then I want a championship clause in there that says, Hey, I get paid this much money when I'm champion. I want to, I want a main event clause. If I'm the main event, I get paid this much money if I, for the main event. I want a co-main event clause. I get paid this much money more if I'm a main event. Maybe it goes down a little bit each time. You've got to have all those deals worked out. You've got to know what your contract says. And that that to me is they don't know. 
they just okay yeah i'm, I'm making this much money Ooh, <laughs> but then they get there they realize shit this is hard I, I worked hard to get here now that i'm here i deserve to get paid more no you should have known that from the beginning i'm not going hard on him i'm going hard on every fighter that doesn't understand what their contract says yeah that's it you knew what you signed you know your manager should have explained it to you like you you plan on being champion at this time then you should you should get paid more you know i don't know how old is he? he's 32 years old he wants to get paid more because 400 grand ain't gonna last you long no especially after you're looking at oh my trainer gets this my manager gets this yeah 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 i mean they're kind of lucky look the PI, right? They feed them. I think the PI feeds them breakfast and dinner or something like that, or breakfast and lunch. Breakfast and lunch. You know, offers them, yeah, some, offers them two meals, you mm -hmm. know, so they, they can eat there if they want. It's all I heard good food. Yeah. I've never been to the PI, but I've heard, I've heard it's a, it's it's a good nice. little setup for the fighters. It's really yeah, nice. It's a good setup for the fighters. So just budget your money, man. I'd be eating there every day. I'm one of them guys. I'm one of them cheap ass guys. You can ask anyone that's ever been around me. I'm cheap when it comes to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right, Bellator did the uh, Bellator did the uh, what was it called? When we do our during COVID, we did all our fights at the Mohegan Sun. Oh, yeah. We had the Uncas Grill. We got we got those little tabs to go eat there. Shit, Big John and I were there every damn day. If I didn't have to pay for it, I wasn't eating. I, I ate there every hold day, it, three times it, a day. It. We didn't have a choice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. In the beginning, but then when we were able to start <laughs> going other places. Say, we didn't have a choice. Started going some other places. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Next. All right, you want to wrap up by uh, giving giving a brief preview on the Bellator fight that's coming up next week? I thought there was another there was another fight that was announced that was a pretty good fight for the UFC. Can you look up? Oh. It was announced. The well, the Dominic Cruz Chio Vera was confirmed, but we talked about yeah. that when it was reported. no. There was another was one. There was another really good time. fight that was announced. Mm, I went through. I skimmed through everything this, this morning. Can you look Here, through it? Can you look through it again? There was another good fight that I thought was announced. Uh, I'm looking on our news channel as well because that's typically where the fights show up. But um, I don't see. I don't see. It was a Aldo and Marab, but we talked about that last time as yeah. well. Yeah. No, I thought there was so, another good one. Hmm. And I went through all the headlines this morning too, so um, okay. definitely it right. wasn't. Uh, we got okay. Johnny okay. Diamond Hands Eblin, or now the human cheat code Johnny Eblin, Jeez. going up against. A guy who's a legend in Gegard Mousasi for the champ middleweight championship Bellator on Friday the 24th from the Mohegan Sun Arena. How do you see this playing out, mister? I, I, look, I like Johnny Eblen a lot. I think he's a stud. I think he's gonna give I think he's gonna give uh Gegard a little bit of a problem in those first early rounds, maybe two. But then I look for I look for um for Gegard to start to run away with this. And this is nothing against Eblin, I think, just needs a little bit more experience. Gegard's seen it all. That's the he's seen yeah. it all. He's been in there with heavyweights. He's been the two hundred five pound champ. He's the he's the one hundred eighty five pound champ. He's fought everyone, and he there's not a place in that cage where he feels uncomfortable. He doesn't. It doesn't matter where the fight goes. And I think Johnny Eblin's going to be able to wrestle him a little bit. He's yeah. going to get a takedown or two. I think he's going to be able to stand a little bit. But there's little things that. The Gegard does. Who was it that fought? John Salter fought him. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna be able to take him down. He's like, he just started doing this little thing with his leg, he started moving his hips, kind of twisting a little bit like how uh, uh, Machida does. He turns his hip. He's like, and it just kept me guessing. He's like, I was so worried about the kick coming, kick coming. He's like, and just all the jabs started lighting my face up. He's like, and next thing you know, I'm just getting pressured and pressured. 
it's just uncomfortable in there the whole time. He's like, there was this felt like there was no way for me to get in. Every punch I threw, his defense was on point. It's he's so relaxed and so composed in there. It's well, like that's everything the I threw, there was no openings. The difference is, you know, as you look at this, Johnny coming into this fight, I think he's eleven and zero. Yeah, I think he is. Okay, Gegard is approaching sixty professional fights. Jeez, that's a little bit of a difference in experience. Now, sometimes yeah. that you could look and go, that's not a good thing. He's you know past that prime stuff. Gegard's not past his prime. Gegard no. is fighting as well as you know, every everything that I see with Gegard is the matter of okay forty nine seven. I think he's got two draws. Uh, there you go, okay, right on. So this is this will be his sixtieth, right at no well, yeah nine nope. It'll be one more. So fifty ninth professional fight could be his fiftieth professional way faster win. Math than I could do could be his fiftieth <laughs> professional way... win. But if you're looking at it. The one thing about Gegard Mousasi that you always have got to look at and how motivated is he? Which mm-hmm. Gegard are we going to see? When we see a motivated Gegard, we see a guy that is just almost untouchable. When we see yeah. a when we see a, a Gegard that is like, eh, which that's what he looks like all the time because Gegard looks like he just woke up every time you talk to him, his hair is going in every different direction, everything like that. But he's just like, sometimes... He doesn't take the fight serious. It's like, eh, you know, the guy's all right. And then yeah. he gives an all right performance. So how much is he looking at Johnny as, hey, this guy is a problem. This guy is someone that can cause me a lot of problems in there. If he is that, you know, guy that starts to motivate Gegard, you look and you go, I expect a great performance from Gegard. If he's not, yeah. I expect Johnny to give Gegard a lot of problems. Yeah, I think he's going to be motivated. I think his new contract allows him to be really motivated. So, it's, you know, he signed a very lucrative deal. He's, uh, you know, there's big expectations from him. I think Scott, you know, had sat him down and told him, like, look, I'm, I'm paying you a lot of money. I need you to start showing up and, and putting these guys away if you can. You know, you need, I need you to go out there and get these finishes. You know, need to be exciting. That's, that's really what this whole thing comes down to. Yeah. When you're signing fighters for this amount of money, I need you to go out there and lay it on the line, whatever it takes. And his fight with um, Rafael Lovato Jr. with Rafael, it was it was amazing. That was an amazing fight. You know, he came up short, but that was an amazing fight. And then he's only gotten better since then. I think he learned a lot about himself in that fight, just saying like, "Hey, I need I need to make sure that I stamp my name on all these guys." Yeah. And he has looked very impressive. The fight though that I want to see, which we're not going to be able to see for a while because of all the visa issues, is the Tokov fight. Yeah. You know, I want to see that fight. That fight should have happened two years ago. Yep. You know, should have ha- it was supposed to happen right before COVID. And then with all the problems with COVID and stuff, and, and then now with, you know, what's going on in uh, Ukraine and with uh, Russia, we're not going to probably see that fight. And that's that's a frustrating situation, I think, for a lot of us. Because yeah, we know that's the fight to make. And Tokov is what, 29 and 2? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a great record as well. He's a hell of a fighter. Yeah, him. And then, you know, and then on top of that, I believe that the winner of the, the Corey Anderson and Nemkov fight will end up fighting Gegard. I think Gegard is going to make that, that step up and, that and fight that fight. I think he's going to make that jump. Well, he was the you strike know, force like light heavyweight that. champion. Yep, he was. I, like, I want to see that fight. Yeah. You know I mean? Right now, I think uh, if he fights Nemkov or he fights Corey, I mean, Corey, I think, is a tougher task for him based off of the, the height and the size and the wrestling ability, which I think 
you know, Gagar's got good takedown defense and he's tricky on the ground. I don't know. You know, um, I think it's a tough fight for him. I think Corey's the wrestling of Corey, guy, man. the wrestling of Corey yeah. is the problem in that. Yeah. I think Corey can take him off his feet and he's going to find that Gegard is not easy on the ground, not an easy ground no. and power to victim, but his wrestling can take him off his feet. You go back. Yeah. UFC 200. Gegard fought. Do you remember who he fought? No. Thiago Santos. Okay. Okay. You go back and you look at that fight. He beat him in the first round. Just destroyed him. Everything in there. Just lit him up mm -hmm. on the feet. Santos was shooting for takedowns, right? And then just <laughs> KO'd him. Yeah. That's the gay guard that is out there. That's the guy yeah. that, man, he can just he can just put turn it on when he when he goes like, yeah, I'm gonna show you something. He's yeah. special. Take a look. Take a look at he that is, list. You just, you, take a look at the list of names there. Do me a favor. Scroll that back. Scroll that down now, Dave. Okay. Keep going. 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 All right. There, you're just starting. You can start right from Strike Force. Keith Jardine, right? He's got him in there. Mo Law. Saint Prue. Mike Kyle. Uh, Latifi. Fought Gary Jeez, Goodrich. Right, <laughs> go down. Leona Machida there. Keep now, now. Now start scrolling. This is and that's like halfway through his career. <laughs> Which way back? Remember, up so could you? Yeah, go back up. Beat so could you? Yep. Right. Yeah, so could you was tough, man. Mark Munoz, explosive and tough. Dan Henderson. I mean, you you just look at the yeah. list of guys: Vitor Belfort, Philippu, Chris Weidman. Just unbelievable. Talis Latis, who, who Talis Latis, who fought for the title. Yep. Santos, Roy McDonald, Belford, and he just he destroyed Roy McDonald. It was ugly. No, it was nasty. It's crazy yeah. that he left the UFC with four knockouts. He like, he left on a five fight win streak. I think it was. I think he was yeah, on five right. fights. Let's see. Go go to four uh, of them were knockouts. Hold on, one. Two. Yeah, there is yep. right there. Five fight win streak. Four of them by knockout, and. He left. Why? Where do you where, where do you, where do you see him with a championship title fight? You don't. He, no, he he left. He left. Yeah. He left. He left. He left because they knew that they weren't going to give him a title shot. Exactly. And then he left because of the money. Yeah. Yeah. Certain look. Certain guys. Certain guys know when they're favored and when they're not. And if you're not favored, I suggest you leave the UFC. Yeah. And just go make your money. Yeah. I, I've said this. I don't know how many times. I don't know how many times. Like, if you're not favored there, then leave. If you know that they're not trying to build you, leave. That's the biggest. Like, because you're gonna you're gonna put a lot of miles on your career, you know, fighting. You know, studs. Every guy is tough. You know, yeah. and even low down on the bracket, they're gonna try to give you guys the, the toughest guys in there that that are they're getting for cheap and that they can market. You know, if they don't want you to win, so they know what they look. They've got plenty of options. You know, and so like I said with the uh, Aljo situation, careful, buddy. <laughs> Like you signed your contract, like just be careful because once you lose, they can just throw you on the back burner. The, the key is you got to stay champion. Winning solves everything. I go back to that motto when winning solves everything because you can't start having these contract disputes if you've got three or four fights left. Oh, now I want to get paid. No, you knew your contract, you know? And so just keep winning. Keep focusing on your winning. Keep focusing on being champion and everything will happen. Everything will happen. But you start giving them too much flack right now about, oh, no, fights, nothing signed yet until, you know, until I start getting paid. 
when you do, if you do lose, which you will lose eventually, because that's the nature of this game. It is. And when it happens, it's they're going to just game. throw you to the back burner. Yep. They're going to throw you to the fighting back is burner. They're going to bring you business. back up. It is. It is. You just got to know the business. And I, like I said, that's John, it. you've been doing it for a long time and I've been doing it for a long time. I know the business inside, in and out. I mean, like Bob Cook and Dwayne Zinkin and all the guys, I've had several guys reach out to me to try to be my manager, but those guys I was with the whole time, I knew the ins and outs of every contract that I ever signed because I knew like I had to know what was going to, what was going on. Bob's not the best at communicating Bob Cook. So if I didn't read it, I'd say, Hey, what's this? He'd be like, Oh, I don't know. It was, you know, it's something like that. And like, no, no, I need to know. So I always, I always kept, I always kept the co copies of my contracts in my, on my laptop. So I always had, I could always go back through and read it and make sure that I understood what was going on. A lot of the mumbo jumbo in there that, you know, it's just all words and verbiage and stuff that just try is out there to confuse you. But the bottom line is, is when it says in perpetuity, you probably try to want to avoid that as much yeah. as possible. Yeah. But in reality, it's it's harder to avoid it with the UFC contracts because everything says a perpetuity. It's <laughs> everything does. Yep. So when you're talking your numbers and figures, what are you willing to give away for in perpetuity? That was the biggest thing. What are you willing to go ahead and part ways with when it came to a perpetuity with your name, your and your uh, likeness and your kind, whatever your trading cards and your video game stuff, all that stuff. What were you okay with? Those are the the deals you had to work with. Rest of it all had to be like, hey, you got to pay me for this now. All yeah. right. Anyways, I'm done with ranting on the contract situation. No, Go to I don't think you are. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Go to wayandinspodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. Hopefully, you guys enjoy. We've got long sleeves, short sleeves. We're going to get some tank tops, man. We got any tank tops available in this thing no there, podcast, top. Dave? No tank yeah, tops, no baseball buddy. hats. Summertime. I am How about I'm on some strike. shorts? No. How about some shorts? We no need to get some shorts. All we right, got some shorts. We do have coffee mugs, hat. though. We Yep, we got the and steel. We got the uh, hashtag and steel shirt is up, and is also the Joshism. Hindsight is fifty fifty. We we need to make another one. What's the one that I said? What was the one that I said that I really like? I'm gonna lie to says, you. Until, I'm gonna lie to you about the it, truth and something I'll, like that. I'll, lie, <laughs> I'll just lie to you and tell you the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, that was a great one. All right, guys. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this show. It wraps up our conversation. Also, 10% off on Breathe Fume. 10% off on breathefume.com slash Wayne In. Use our promo code Wayne In. Pick up the fume. Also, go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne In, our QR code, which is available as well. And uh, they will give you a little extra spending cash with mybookie.ag. I want to thank you guys so much. And John, take us away, bud. For everyone out there, hope you enjoyed the fights like we did. Very entertaining. A lot of knockouts. A lot of, a lot of lost brain cells, I guess. But I hope you enjoyed them. And we got a lot of fights coming up in the future here. So stay tuned and we will see you.